of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you are about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Let us pray. Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you honor. Thank you because you are ever constant. You are the same yesterday, today and forever. You are before all things. You will see the end of everything. We give our worship to you today. We give our adoration to you today. Even as we get into your word this morning, show yourself strong. Give utterance. Give understanding. Let there be deliverance of Mount Zion and take all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. For scriptures, I want us to open to Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. And he reads, it says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Today I want to continue on our faith series, which we started last week, Thursday. And of course, we spoke on it on Sunday. And if you will recall, there we looked at the Gospel according to St. Mark, in chapter 11, I will look at verse 23, where it says, If you say to this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and does not doubt in your heart, but believe that those things which you say will be done, you will get what you say. So we spoke quite extensively on this. And there we know Jesus deliberately did what he did. He spoke to the fig tree a day before, saying that let no man eat out of thee. And they proceeded to where they were going. The following morning, Peter called the master's attention and of course the attention of the other disciples to the fact that the tree was dried up. And Jesus then now taught them this particular lesson. So the only reason for drying up the tree was just to demonstrate faith before them and used it to teach them. So what did he say? He says, have faith in God, which we know that many translations says, have the God kind of faith. So he used it to teach faith. And why? Because that's what you need to live the fulfilled life that God ordained for you here on earth. And so we looked at it in very many ways. Today I want to continue with that as it were. And so I'm looking first at the book of Hebrews chapter 11, which we all know as the catalog of faith. Men, heroes, who live by faith and who left marks in their lifetimes. Men who changed their times, who changed problems, who confronted issues in their lives and overcame. In opening that chapter particularly, Paul started by defining faith. And so in verse 1 he says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the very evidence of the things not seen. Now, that's interesting, right? What you cannot see and yet you can hold on to an evidence of it. How do you hold it? But you can't see it. But it has an evidence, and you are holding the evidence. I mean, anywhere where you can provide an evidence, the case will be won. Now, you can't see. Nobody can see. But you see it as an evidence. That's faith. Now, here how some other versions of the Bible translated this very verse. It says, now, faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. 
So the question now is, do you have hopes? Faith is that bridge that connects hopes with reality. It's the substance of things hoped for. It says it's the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. So the beginning of achieving your desire, of acquiring your hopes, is faith. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still not seen. Like we said, do not sin in the physical, but you have seen it and you are holding on to the evidence. So it becomes an assurance that it will manifest. That's faith. So we can begin to understand clearly from Paul's teaching, having read through what Jesus had taught them and having received from God himself, that faith is the basis for everything on earth. Look at verse 2 of that same scripture. For by its elders obtained a good testimony. So in other words, our forefathers lived and achieved and left strong legacies only through faith. They were able to accomplish all that God will have them accomplish only by faith. That's what the Bible says. Verse 3 goes on to again show certain things about this faith. This faith is all we need. When I say faith, I mean faith in God. Hallelujah. Verse 3 says, By faith we understand that the words were framed by the word of God. All right. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. And I'm sure you're going to get the picture now. Every visible thing you see, whether they are mountains, whether they are rivers, whether they are skyscrapers, whether they are jets, whether they are rockets, whether they are galaxies, the Bible says they only come into existence by faith. So in other words, God brought everything to be by faith. And it says they were framed by the word of God through faith. So in other words, we are back to what we were looking at last week. That watch what you say. You communicate your mindset, your heart desire, your heart by words and those you create. So in creation, God spoke his words. Genesis chapter 1. How? He spoke what he expected to be. So God had them somewhere, but not in the visible realm, in his heart. How did he communicate them to the visible realm? By his words. Did you get that? So you begin to understand this faith better because I believe that before the end of this service, things will begin to turn around for you in the name of Jesus. Continuing on this chapter, verse 6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that would diligently seek him. Now, how do I explain that? It says, without faith, God is not pleased with you. Why? God says, hey, I have prepared this for you. I have prepared this for you. All these are yours. But you don't believe him. Where do you begin to appropriate who he has made you and what he has given you if you don't even believe him? And that's why nothing offends God more than a lack of faith in him. Yes, you heard me well. Unbelief, doubting God, offends him more than anything. And the reason why we fail and fall is because we neglect what by love God has provided for us because of doubt. Here the same verse, verse 6 of Hebrews 11, in the message version. It says, it's impossible to please God apart from faith. And why? Because anyone who wants to approach God must believe both that he exists and that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. So the beginning of offending God is to doubt him, is to refuse to believe him. So I'm just kind of taking us through to begin to give us a better understanding because in a more contemporary manner, Paul took this idea of faith 
and expanded it to us. Why? Because he lived the rest of his life since his encounter with Jesus on the way to Damascus, believing God for who he is and what he has provided. And he changed the entire course of human race, of the way we do things, of the way we see things, of the way we relate with God, making us better appreciate him and then enjoying the bounties of his love. Now, from verse 8, you begin to see Paul in the book of Hebrews 11, giving us examples of men that lived by faith. In fact, the whole of this chapter, like I said, is a catalog of it. First is Abraham. Hallelujah. Verse 8 says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Blindly, God just said, Stand up, come with me. And he didn't tell him where. He said, To a place where I will show you. And he started going and Abraham followed him. Fantastic. So in other words, if I can be certain in any situation that this is God, I don't need to care about any other thing. But how do I know? He reveals himself by his word, particularly by his word. Remember, all things were framed by the word of God. How? Through faith. So he spoke things to be. We can depend on his word. Now, talking about Abraham, in Romans chapter 4, from verse 17, the Bible says, I have made you a father of many nations because he promised him when he came to call him, he promised that he would make him father of nations. That was a man who had no child at all, a totally childless man, and who had gone past the age of bearing children. So, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. Abraham believed God. God, now listen, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Yes, you heard me. So we're talking about the God kind of faith. Can you see the way Paul is describing it? And what exactly Abraham did? Abraham's attitude is captured here. His attitude was exactly what God was doing by faith. And what was it? God declares the things which be not as though they were. They are yet to exist, but God calls them as if they had already existed. Defining the God kind of faith. Here again, God who gives life to the dead and cause those things which do not exist as though they were. You know why? They are yet to exist in the physical, but they are now existing in the spirit. They are existing in the mind of God. To translate them, he spoke them out. And how he called the things that which we are yet to see, which were yet to have a date of birth on earth, but which have been existing in the spirit. So the things which be not as though they were, can I begin to get you excited? Are you believing God for a healing? If indeed you trust God enough to believe him that by his stripes, by the stripes of Jesus you are healed, then you will begin to see yourself totally healed. How be it in the physical is yet to manifest. So what do you do? You begin to call it forth. Although you are yet to be healed, but you begin to declare by faith, I am healed. Of all these infirmities, all these diseases, I am healed. Some will say you are telling a lie. No, 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 no. You have an evidence. What's the evidence? By stripes you were healed. We're talking the God kind of faith. And God says, that's how you live with me. That's how you walk with me. If you don't believe what I've done for you, because you are yet to see it in the physical, you're trying to make me a liar. The Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. And that's why you cannot please God except you live by faith. Verse 18. The Bible says, who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. So God spoke to him, so shall your descendants be. Remember when he told him that, look, can you count the stars? So shall your descendants be. 
Can you count the grains of the sands by the sea? So shall descendants be to a man who had no child. Now verse 19 now says, And he, Abraham, not being weak in faith, did not consider his body. Watch this. Already dead since he was about a hundred years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb. Now, wait, 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 wait. God spoke when he came to call him. I'm taking you to somewhere that I will show you. And he said to him, look, I will make you a father of nations. So he followed him blindly, physical realm perspectives, not knowing where he was going, but believed him. And that was when he said to him, I will make you a father of many nations. And so shall your descendants be. So God spoke when there was nothing to show for it. The Bible says, contrary to hope, in hope he believed. As far as he was concerned, oh, now I have hope that I'm going to have children. Even as old as I am, almost a hundred. I have hope. What brought the hope? Because God spoke. So the Bible says, against hope, he believed in hope. According to what was spoken, so shall it be. So 19 now says, he now being not weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. The physical evidence was the fact that he was old, he could never do it again. His body was dead. The wife's womb was dead. But here, God has spoken. So now you are seeing two evidences. The physical evidence, and of course the evidence of faith. The evidence of faith was God spoke. He's the creator after all. The evidence of the physical is that, oh no, by ten, at this age you cannot make it again. Fine, you are right. You cannot make it. But the creator of the system says you will make it. So who do you believe? And that was the situation with Abraham. And I'm explaining the God kind of faith. Now look at verse 20. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. If he had done that, he would have displeased God. But was strengthened, how? In faith, giving glory to God. Wow, my body may be dead. It's not seen, it's not done. At this stage, in the physical, this is what happens. But because God has spoken, the Bible says he started giving glory to God. He was expecting that one day, a child will come. The children will come. My descendants will be many. Because God has spoken it. Remember, the system we live in, the Bible says they were framed by the word of God. Through faith. He caused the things which be not as though they were. We are now beginning to get clarity into the meaning of faith through the explanations of Paul in this letter to the Hebrews. Hebrews 11, 11. By faith, Sarah herself, did you hear that? Also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child which was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Can you see how it works? Mama Sarah, I'm sure the last time your circle of revelation and the menstruation circle, as it were, happened, must have been close to some 40 years or 30 years before. But the Bible says she received strength to conceive. Why? Because she judged him faithful who had promised. God said, Sarah, I understand. I know that's the way things have been. That's the way I created things to be. But I'm the creator. Sarah, you have a child. Can I speak to somebody here today? I don't know what is the seemingly impossible thing or what is the totally impossible thing in your life, but for which you know that God has solved in this world. I want to declare to you today in the name of Jesus. If it's sickness, by stripes, I say you are healed. Yes, in the name of Jesus, you are healed. The doctor says, yes, they work with natural sciences. And we thank God for doctors. It's the same God that has given them the ability to be able to do what they're doing. But the creator God himself is saying, you are healed. So I want you to begin to believe God for your healing in the name of Jesus. Regardless of the nature of the illness, in the name of Jesus, you are healed. Let me say this quickly. This sickness is not unto death. You will overcome it in Jesus' name. I'm talking to somebody here. Even doctors say, yeah, 
We do our best, but it's only God that heals. So I'm telling you today in the name of Jesus, receive your healing. That's what we call the things which we know it, as the where. Jesus says, look, for you and I to prosper here on earth, we have to begin to exercise the God kind of faith. What's the God kind of faith? It's the one that calls the things which be not as though they were. They cause the things which are yet to exist as though they have already been. So I say I receive strength. I say receive strength in the name of Jesus. I don't know what you lack strength for. I don't know what God has promised you. I don't know what you are believing God for, but you don't have the strength. You don't have the intellectual strength. You don't have the physical strength. You don't have the financial strength. You don't have the relational strength. I say receive strength in the name of Jesus. Woo, hallelujah. I felt that. Glory be to God in the highest. I remember the Bible says the just shall live by faith. It's not a thing that we just do occasionally. He said, that's how you should live. Live by faith. Look at verse 39. It says, and all these having obtained the good testimonies through faith. All these, when I say all these, Abraham, Sarah, Moses, Isaac, Jacob, they are all mentioned in that place. Gideon, Barak, they are all mentioned there. Deborah, all are mentioned here. It says, all these having obtained the good testimonies through faith. Did not receive the promise. Really? Amplify says, they did not receive the fullness of the promise. Why? Because God has so ordained it that the fullness will not be except as our own testimonies are added to theirs. These were the saints in the Old Testament looking forward to the coming of the Messiah. So they were exercising faith, expecting that he would come and they got results. For us, he has come. He has died. He has resurrected. Our faith is in the fact that it is done. So whatever we are yet to see manifest in our lives, we have behind our minds that it is settled. And so we speak it. We convey the conclusion to the physical and get things done. So God is saying that, yes, they have done so well. I need you now to do yours. Then I can bring all as one. And that's why in chapter 12, the next verse, verse 1, the Bible says, Therefore, we also, you and I, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, those who have lived by faith, changed the course of history, glorified God with their lives, left strong legacies for us. Since we are surrounded by these ones, let us lay aside every weight. What do you mean by surrounded? We have them as examples. So let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. In other words, all these ones have run down races and they have concluded they finished well. It's our turn. And we have them as examples that yes, you can do it too. So how do we do that? He said, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnare us so that we can run well. So sin, weights, Things that are not that important, like what we are here to do, like our assignments on earth, they form a lot of distractions for us. Put them aside. But he didn't just advise put them aside, he advised us on how to do that. Verse 2. He says, How do you do that? Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. The Bible says, Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat on it. He's finished it at the right hand of the throne of God. So, what do we do? How do I get to 
finish well? How do I get to bring you to the physical? All this finished work of blessings that I know of, uh, that are in my spirit being uh, by speaking them. So what's stopping me from speaking them? He said, what are in the habit of constantly looking at? I'll give you an example. I want to call Isaac, but I'm constantly looking at Ahiz. And I want to call Isaac, but my eyes are on Ahiz. Tendency are such that I'll say, Ahiz, Ahiz, Ahiz. But it's Isaac I mean to call, but I'm constantly looking at Ahiz. That's the natural realm. What you're in the habit of looking at, you will always be in the habit of speaking. Remember when we were looking at the same topic last week? We said we are mostly influenced by our environment. What we see, what we hear, our past experiences in that environment. The Bible says for our faith to be effective, to operate like God wanted to operate, it says keep on looking unto Jesus. As a matter of fact, explaining that better, I like the way it comes in the Amplified Bible. It says looking away from all that we distract, that's it, to Jesus. So when it says looking unto Jesus, literally means looking away from every other thing look away look at jesus so looking is intentional if you have eyes you will see seeing may not be intentional but looking is by the time i'm taking a second look at something it is intentional i'm walking past a place and i saw a pencil on the floor oh i don't need to make effort to see because i have eyes and my eyes are open and i'm not sleeping i'll see it but if I take time to look at it, then that's intentional. The Bible says, looking for everything to look at Jesus, to keep at Jesus. Why? Because he's the leader, the source of our faith, the initiator. One version says, he's the foundation of this faith work. And he's the finisher. He's the one that will bring it to maturity, to conclusion. So I'm believing God to walk in the way that will please him. I start by looking at his word. Now that I know, I'm looking up to him for sustainability, for a maturity, for a conclusion, as it were. I cannot start here and look away and think I'm going to get there. No, I will get what I'm looking at. So the Bible says looking away from everything that will distract to Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith, and given the first incentive of our belief, he gave the first incentive in the first place. I will not be on this journey. You will not be on this journey. Remember? says, why we were sinners? Save God, who is rich in mercy, extended his love to us. And that explained how we got the gospel preached to us and we were able to yield and understood and accepted the love that he gave to us. He is the initiator. He is the foundation of our faith. The Bible says he is the finisher. He will bring us to maturity. So whatever it is in the name of Jesus that God has done for you through the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, you can appropriate it. You can bring it to bear. You can enjoy it in this physical life. How? By faith. How do we practically look at Jesus? The Bible says in the beginning was the Word, John chapter 1, and the Word was with God, okay? And the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. By who? The word. So why did you get into the word? Looking at Jesus. I see you finishing well in the name of Jesus. And always remember that when he says looking at Jesus, is always looking at Jesus. Always looking at Jesus. In every situation, in everything, always looking at Jesus. And why? They said because he's our model. How? For the joy that was set before him. What was the joy? 
bringing many of us from captivity to freedom and liberty of sonship in him. He knew it would happen. It was yet to happen. He knew it would happen. The Bible says he looked away from every torture that was going on. The Bible says he endured the cross, the torture, the shame, the ignominy. Stand up. People yelling and spitting and slapping and cutting and tearing. His mind was fixed. He was seeing many, many men and women becoming like him on earth. Though it was yet to physically happen. And that was his strength. He continued to go. What about the shame and the journey? The Bible said they dominated to him. Like where he was going. That's faith. That tree that day was not dried up until Jesus spoke to it. But he knew what he had done. He had seen it dried, so he proclaimed it and he walked away. If anybody had said, ah, now what did you do? The tree is there. It didn't matter to him. He knew the tree would dry up. But the following it dried up, the woman would issue your blood. Those still issue blood. Saw herself totally. Why? Because she said to herself, if only I can touch. The blind Bartimaeus, those still blinded. And we say, shut up. He kept shouting. Why? Because he saw himself seen. Even if he had never seen all his life. But this is the Jesus, I will see if it's Jesus. So he saw himself seen. So he was shouting. The God kind of faith. The Bible says we want to achieve it. Looking unto Jesus. Thank God for the woman with the issue of blood. The moment Jesus came into her situation, she knew. The moment he heard that Jesus was present, oh, he knew. I'm talking to you right now. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Today you've heard. And today I'm saying to you that it's your turn to break through in Christ Jesus. It's your turn to receive your miracle in the name of Jesus. He's no respecter of persons. The Bible says what he did for one, he will do for all. Have the God kind of faith. The just shall live by faith. I can go on now to, be able to give you examples of men who have attained like this outside these people in the book of Hebrews. History has many, and even today we have many. The interesting thing is that I see you as one. Are you ready to trust God like you should? If you want to, remember, verse 6 of Hebrews says, He that comes to him must believe that he is, and is the reward of them that diligently seek him. Are you saying, yes, now I know that God is behind everything, that indeed the whole walls were framed by his word, and that my situation can change for good even by his word? I want to pray with you now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every spirit of infirmity, every spirit of sickness plaguing the children of God, I rebuke in the name of Jesus. I say, by stripes you are healed. So receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of infirmity, listen, I rebuke you, I said. Take your hand of God's property. Father, we give you praise for healing. In Jesus' name. Let the peace of God follow you everywhere you go. Flood your homes. And every of your endeavor. Please return with testimonies. We would like to hear from you. Remember, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. God bless you. that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12th Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. PO Box 698, Shomolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.